First King, Second Kings, Chapter Six. Second Kings, Chapter Six. I will not be lengthy today. My message is very simple. And I believe God would want to speak to someone today. Second Kings chapter 6. And the sons of the prophets of Elisha. Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he shewed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither. And the iron did swim. Therefore, said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. For just a few moments, I want to talk to you from this incredibly interesting story. God bless you. You may be seated. At first reading, perhaps one would wonder why something of this nature would be found in Holy Writ. It is the story of the school of prophets that were men who followed Elisha, and uh, evidently the place where they were living had become too small, and they needed some room to grow And they asked of him if they could go down to the Jordan and cut some trees and build a larger place. Elisha was very happy for that to happen. And so as the story unfolds, you find them by the river cutting trees. And they were cutting until one particular man lost uh, part of his apparatus and uh, one man's axe head fell into the river. The handle was still in his hand, but what could he do with a handle? The axe head, which was the productive part, was gone. It was lost in the river. He retained wood, but he had lost the cutting edge. He had the form, but he had no power to go with the form. You can try as you might to keep up appearances in times like this, but the fact is that the handle will never do what the axe head could do. And so he cries out for help. 
It is curious to me that such an insignificant matter as this would be preserved in Holy Scripture. There is something truly amazing to me and surprising and even staggering in what seems to be something of such trivial nature and yet it is preserved for you and I to read and understand. Certainly the story is not preserved so that you and I would know that iron would sink. Common knowledge would tell us that. There is a law of gravity. And we understand that law. And because of its weight and properties, it would not be able to sustain itself. And so it is going to sink. It is preserved, I believe, so that you and I could understand something about God. And that is that God is concerned with the most trivial of losses in my life. That when I lose something, that is important to God. Whether it is a lost sheep or a lost coin or a lost son, or a lost position, or a lost potential, or a lost joy. God is interested in those things that are lost in my life. And God is a God of recovery. And when God speaks, He also works. And when God works, miracles happen. And I believe that in this service today, for somebody in particular, God has come to remind you that He sees what is missing from your life today. And He would love to help you get it back. Amen. Amen. The moral of this little story is simply this, that God helps us in the small troubles of our life. God helps us in those insignificant things. He lost it while he was working. Many things are lost while we are going about the normal duties of life. Something is missing. The sharpness, the keenness is gone. And you realize that it's not there any longer. Here's what the Spirit would like to say to somebody in this service today. That this story is not recorded so that you and I might know that iron sinks. But that we would know that under the right circumstances and in the right conditions that iron can swim. That God can create an atmosphere that will turn the laws of gravity upside down. And cause what has been lost to come back to the surface so that you and I can lay our hand on it and take it again into our possession. Amen. This is a truth that lies within the hope of all mankind that God can help me recover those things that have been lost in my life. It is recorded so that we will know that we can recover. We can recover. 
that we can not only think about it, but we can actually possess it. That just as sure as there is a law of gravity in which things fall and in which things are lost, there is a law of restoration by which things can rise up again. Yes, we understand that there is a power that pulls things downward. We lose control of them. They slip away from us. They get out of our hands. The force of life is lost and we're not sure exactly where we lost it. We feel its effect on us on a daily basis and we are like Paul who said, for the good that I would do, that, or, or would I, I would not do, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, that I would not, it is no more me or I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. He said, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. There was a law that was working to keep him down, to keep him separated. But I am thankful that that is not the conclusion of that passage of scripture. But as sure as there was a power that could pull things downward, there was a greater power that could lift things up. And Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. I have come to preach to somebody here this morning that there is an invisible force working in this building right now to help you recover your lost potential that has been mired in the depths of the water. And he wants you to reclaim it as your own and have it in your own possession. He wants to restore it to usefulness. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. No matter what you've lost, no matter what you've lost, he has the power to help you recover it. Some people have lost the joy of their salvation. They have no joy in living for God. I don't know where it went. I just know that somewhere along the road of life, Something slipped away from us and we keep doing all the things we've always done. We're ritual and formality and we come to church and we go through the motions, but we're missing something, something deep down inside that gave us life and happiness and peace no longer resides there. And the songs, they don't have the same feeling. They don't have the same anointing on our lives. And we wonder, what is it? I'll tell you what it is. There's a joy that needs to be recaptured in this life. Somebody needs to understand that in this service today, God has come to help you recapture the joy of your salvation and know that you can sing, that you can rejoice, and you can enjoy His presence. Amen. Amen. Life, sometimes we lose 
hope and we lose a reason for living. Life can be lost. The reason for living, if you read the book of Ruth, Ruth and Naomi had lost everything and they came back home empty. It seemed their life had no meaning. But God gave a promise in Ruth chapter 4 and verse number 15 that he would restore life. I'm going to give you a reason to live again. I'm going to infuse you with a fresh anointing. I'm going to give you a new purpose for your life. I am going to show you that the end is not here. And this is not the last chapter of your life. It is just another chapter in your life. And I'm about to write a chapter of recovery. I'm about to move you, Ruth, into a lineage that's going to bless the world. I'm going to move you into a place that will bless posterity forever. I have the ability to breathe life back into you no matter what life has done to you. Praise God. Amen. Jeremiah needed health returned. Jeremiah needed to find his place again. And the scripture says that he restores us to our place. Some of us have lost our place. We don't know where we belong. We don't know where we fit. And life has a way of doing that to us. And then when our mind starts working on us and telling us that we don't fit and we don't belong, we begin to believe that lie more than we believe the truth of God's word that says you do belong. You are mine, saith the Lord. You belong to me. You have my name on your life. You have my blood covering your life. You have my spirit inside of you. You are mine, saith the Lord. Isaiah lost the path of life. He didn't know the right way. And there's some people in this building this morning that you've lost your way in life. I don't know where it started, but you know, it's just as life often is. Sheep wander. They don't do it intentionally. They don't do it purposely. They just get caught up in living. And one thing leads to another and then another and then another until finally you wake up one day and look around and you wonder, where am I? What has become of me? What has become of my life? And Isaiah saw that. He realized that they had wandered out of the path. They had lost their way. They didn't know where God was and they didn't know if God knew where they were but they cried out to him and God said yes I know where you are Isaiah and I want you to know who I am I am the restorer of the path to walk in I'm going to bring your feet back into the right way amen Joel said I will restore to you the years that the caterpillar, the locust, the canker worm hath devoured. Some of you have lost some things in your life that you're never going to recover in that sense. You're never going to get some things back. When I was studying this scripture, the Lord impressed upon me to dig a little deeper. I wondered how, how could you restore something that's gone? It's been eaten up. It's been devoured. You create it again, but it's not the same thing. If you're going to restore something, then that means you bring it back. That's what the word restore means. You bring back to something. 
And so if, if, if it's been devoured and if it's been eaten and consumed, then how can you restore? The Lord said, this is how I restore. He said, I'm going to bless you in the future to such a degree that when you look back, it will be nothing compared to what, what you're, what you lost will be nothing compared to what you've gained. And that's how I will restore to you the years that the caker worm I've come to tell somebody today that your best years are still ahead of you and God's best work is still before you and God's greatest mercies are still for you. Yes. Some of you have been worried about how you're going to get all that back. Forget about getting all of it back. Let God make it new. Amen, 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 amen. Matthew tells us of a man who had a withered hand, a hand that had atrophied. Historians and scholars believe that he was a brick mason. Perhaps he had injured his hand in the trade of laying bricks. Whatever the truth is, his hand had been injured And over time, it had atrophied and had become useless. It's a terrible thing to be able to uh, not be able to do things that you would normally do in life. And this is what had happened to this man. And he shows up at church one day. He comes to church. He comes to the house of the Lord. And it was there that the Lord saw him. And he took opportunity to do something for him that would mean more than anything in all of the world. And that was to restore a withered hand so he could be useful again. There are some people sitting in this place today that feel like that you were washed up. You made a lot of mistakes in your life and you've been injured. And injuries bring atrophy. You've been hurt. And I understand that I'm not here to make light or belittle your hurt. I'm not, I'm not here to say anything in that regard. What I am here to say is that no matter how deep the hurt and no matter how atrophied you may feel in your spirit, there is a God of restoration that has come to this building today to call you forth and to call you to stretch forth your hand because he's still got usefulness for you in the kingdom. He's still got a purpose for you in the kingdom. He's still got a work for you to do in the kingdom. And he's calling somebody, stretch forth your hand. Come on. Stretch forth your hand. Why? Because God is the God who restores those things that life has caused to wither away. Amen. A man who had lost his sight. He couldn't see. I've often wondered what it would be like to be blind. I think it would be one of the most devastating things and all of life, not be able to see. But I've come to live long enough and learn enough that I figured out that you can have eyes and still be blind. You can have 20-20 vision and still miss all of the good things that God has put around your life. You can have perfect vision and miss the visitation of His presence 
because of that blindness. It is because of blindness that we oftentimes hurt other people, not intentionally, but in our blindness we hurt other people. It is because of blindness that we often hurt ourselves. Amen. We often hurt ourselves. And most often we hurt ourselves more than we hurt others because we cannot see. And if there's anything that I sense in the Holy Ghost today, and I have felt such a powerful presence of His Spirit in this building and a gentleness in this place today, I have felt God coming near to us, trying to wake something up in us, trying to speak to a withered hand or speak to eyes, touch eyes that have been blinded. You know, prejudice can blind you to a lot of things. And you can be prejudiced about a lot of other things other than just color or race. We can be prejudiced a lot of times in, in how we look at life and, and we look at people and, and we paint them all with the same color and the same brush marks. We, we put them all in the same category because our mind is convinced that that's the way it is. And the truth is nobody's against you today. Nobody hates you today. Nobody's wanting to hurt you today. But our mind can convince us that people don't like us. And people are trying to hurt us. And God said, oh, that I can come near to you today and just lay my hands on you right now. I would want to clear up that blindness so that you could see that I am near. Amen. Psalms 23, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. I love 23rd Psalms. It is one of the most powerful Psalms in all of scripture. But there's a portion of that that's been speaking to me daily. It has been speaking to me daily. And it simply in verse number three, that he restoreth my soul. The word soul that is used there, the word soul means life. He restores my life. Somehow something had taken the life out of them. They had lost their will to live. They had become weary. They were tired. They were exhausted. They were troubled. They were worried. They were anxious. They were worn down. They were worn out. Am I talking to anybody here today that life has just worn you down to a nub and you don't even really know why you're here right now other than maybe family put pressure on you, but you're here. I will tell you why you're here because God wanted you to know that as sure as iron sinks, He can create conditions that can cause it to swim. He can bring it back to your hand. He can bring it back to your possession. He can bring it back into your life. He can put it back in your spirit. He can breathe into you life. He can cause you to stand upon your feet. He can give you the strength to go on. Stand with me if you will. It was a valley of dry bones that he was called to prophesy over. Isn't it amazing how God operates he calls us to speak to things sometimes that look so impossible. 
And it calls us there for a purpose. To show us what he is capable of doing. Prophesy. And when he prophesied, the bones came together. And they were a great army. But they were still dead. And then he said, prophesy to the wind. And he began to speak to the wind, the north, the south, the east, the west, the wind to come and blow. And as the winds begin to blow, that skeleton of a person began to come to life. The sinew, the tissues that had gathered there. There there was still something missing. It needed breath. It needed life. And I, I have felt this in my spirit today. I have felt and sensed God leaning over somebody. I have sensed that in this service today. God saw me in my need. He saw me in my weariness. He saw me exhausted, sad, and troubled. And He bends over me today. Live. 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 God has a word for you today. And that is this. The conditions are right for you to take back some things you've lost. The conditions are right. It doesn't have to be some demonstrative run around the building, but right where you are right now, you can reach out your hand and you can lay hold of some things that have been missing from your life. Peace, joy, contentment, Satisfaction, happiness, power, anointing, purpose, my potential. God's not through with me. God's not finished with me yet. That within your grasp, within your reach today is the kingdom. The kingdom is within your reach today. I wonder if you'd reach out and take hold of it. Would you do that right now, right where you are? Would you just reach out to it? Everybody in this building. We can lose things in life unintentionally, but whether it's intentional or not, it's still lost. And wouldn't you love to get it back today? Wouldn't you love to leave this building today with the joy of the Lord bubbling up in your soul? Wouldn't you rather leave here today with the peace in your heart to know that God has set me back on the right path and God has turned me in the right direction? That God has brought me back from the depths. That God has brought me back. It doesn't matter how deep it is. It doesn't matter how deep. It doesn't matter how far you've fallen. I said it doesn't matter how far you have fallen. The conditions are right for that iron to swim again.
come on right now. Would you just let God do something in your life? Would you, would you, would you have the courage to step out and meet me at the altar right now and say, God, I believe you're here for me. I've lost something that I need to get my hands on. I've lost something that I've got to get back. I've lost something that I need back in my life. I've, I've lost something that I, with, without it, I am, I am not productive. Without it, I cannot do what I've been called to do. Without it, I am not the man that I need to be. 